If you were here last week, you joined in our celebration of the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Uh, We were blessed to have Dr. Jimmy Jeffcoat with us last week, and Dr. Jeffcoat led us into a reflection on the life of Martin Luther. And he reminded us that Luther took a courageous stand in his day against the religious abuses of his day. Luther's Reformation really started out as his own search for salvation, and as he discovered grace in many, many ways, he moved into a new relationship with God, and he became convinced that all should have that relationship, and he saw the ways that the church of his day was failing to help people to do that, and ultimately, of course, led to the Protestant Reformation. Dr. Jim, uh, Dr. Jeff Coat pointed out that in addition to Luther's amazing discovery of grace and his appropriation of grace, there were those places in his life where he really didn't quite get grace. He didn't quite discover it. He didn't really appropriate it. There was a dark side to Luther as well as a bright side. After the service last week, someone said to me, Luther really was an amazing man, but he was no saint. And I suspect that if we could have asked Martin Luther, he would have agreed, I am no saint, and I will never be one. Martin Luther put very little stock in sainthood. The church's observance of saint days were one of those things that Luther tossed in his embrace of Scripture alone. We United Methodists observe All Saints Day. We don't observe many saint days, but we do observe All Saints Day, All Saints Sunday, that is. And we are on solid ground in doing that because our founder, John Wesley, loved All Saints Day. For him, it was a source of great joy and great comfort. And it is for us as well. The comfort of All Saints Sunday is the deep affirmation of life beyond this life. Now, I often say that we Methodists do not put all of our emphasis on going to heaven. For us, salvation is not first and foremost about getting to heaven. It is rather about becoming people who are prepared to live in heaven. For us, Salvation is finally sanctification. And yet, Jesus' promise of life beyond death is essential to what we believe about God and about ourselves and our loved ones and God's salvation of us all. And so we hear with gladness those words in Revelation describing a great multitude that no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages. And Sunday by Sunday, we declare that we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Beyond the things we say that we believe, beyond our minds and our words, there is the deep conviction of our hearts Our confidence in life beyond this life is born of a deep, wordless yearning, an overwhelming desire to see again those whom we love but see no more. 
Our faith is forged in our refusal to give up, to give in to death's apparent finality. Believing in life beyond this life is fundamental to our humanity. It rises from our comprehension that human existence is more than a series of unrelated facts. Human life is a story. It is a story that has meaning to us, it has meaning to others, and it has meaning to one who is greater than we. When everything is said and done, we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life eternal because we are convinced that God's love never fails. Even in the moment of inevitable demise, God is still God. And All Saints Day is all about the promise, about the hope, the assurance that our loved ones who are not with us, are with Christ. And that is great joy and great comfort. For us Methodists, at least, All Saints Day is about the promise, the hope, the assurance that they are not only alive with Christ, they are alive in Christ. Christ is living in them, and they are being transformed into the very ones that God made them to be. Brother Martin Luther doubted whether sinners could ever be anything but sinners. Father John Wesley thought otherwise. For us, salvation is finally sanctification swallowed up in glorification. We believe that those who are in heaven with Christ are not sitting idly on clouds of ease. They are growing. They are going from strength to strength in the service to God's eternal kingdom. Even Martin Luther's imperfections are being made right. Even mine will be made right, even yours, even those of our loved ones. All are being overcome in the place that Christ has prepared for those who are there. Whatever is lacking in this world is being supplied. This is, of course, a great mystery. It is as great a mystery as eternal life itself. Who can know how this happens? We see in the mirror dimly. We cannot know in advance how Christ will make us whole, how Christ will bring us to maturity. We just know that he will. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart what God has prepared for us and for those who have gone before us. We believe it. We claim it, and we look forward to it. The essence of the beatific vision is summed up in those beatitudes. The poor in spirit will inherit God's kingdom. Those who mourn will be comforted. The meek will inherit the new earth. The pure in heart will see God.
Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Peacemakers will finally be known as the children of God. Those who suffer for the sake of Christ and of his gospel will enter into the kingdom. The merciful will receive mercy. All of this is God's doing. And it is marvelous to the eyes of faith. All Saints Day reminds us that we belong to a great communion of saints. We are vitally connected to every person of faith from every land and every time. They are in communion with Christ. We are in communion with Christ. And in Christ, we are in communion with one another. The mystery of death separates us. The veil is there, of course. But the life of Christ is stronger. We pray for them. They pray for us. On Sunday mornings, I do pray for those who've gone before. My spiritual director, who's a Roman Catholic dear woman, gave me permission to do that, and I've been doing it now for a long time. This morning, I didn't make it because my grandson was at our house, and he sort of gathered my attention and I didn't say my prayers exactly this morning. I said them in summary. I just prayed for all the saints. We pray for them. They pray for us. We don't pray to them. We pray for them. They pray for us. They are gathered at heaven's banquet table. We will gather at this table. We feast in remembrance and in hope. They feast in the fullness of God's presence where all is well and they are at home. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory and them the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.